I'm Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Summer's Time Podcast. Uh, for this episode, we wanted to talk about transitioning from summer to fall, and we're still in the pandemic, so we're kind of dealing with things uh, of that nature as well. So um, how are we going to transition from summer to fall here, Emily? <laughs> well, I think the first part of it was how was the summer? Like we went into the summer with some expectations or some ways that we were going to approach it. So maybe it's good to start there and talk about how the summer has been, what worked, what didn't, and then um, how we are transitioning from that into the fall and some of the things that we're doing, some of the, um, I guess, quote unquote, tricks that we're doing with the kids as they start mm -hmm. school again. And um, yeah, just a touch base. So let, let's start with the summer. How do you think the summer went? Um, I actually thought it went a lot better than I was anticipating. I remember the day the kids were done with school. And even though e-learning back in the spring was kind of bizarre and a little strange to everyone, I there was some routine with that. And when the summer started, literally with the kids being done with school, I was a little concerned that we were going to be bored out of our skulls because we there were no activities going on. The pool wasn't opened yet but we didn't know if it was going to open. Um, there was, you know, we still weren't really playing with the kids weren't playing with their friends and we weren't seeing much of our friends. So I honestly thought it was going to be really boring. And then things started to open up a bit. The pool did eventually open, which was a godsend. We'll talk about that more later. And I actually had a great summer. The, the weather was really nice. The activities we were able to do here within our community and the kids never seemed to be bored. They never complained. I, you and I did fine. I don't think we had any issues with it per se. So I would consider it a success for us. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that it was, it was fun. I think it was one of the best summers. Like if I, if I look back on all my summers, I think this is going to be one that I remember and that I think of fondly. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, certainly because there's going to be an asterisk on it, you know, like this was the, the summer of COVID 2020, but that's the negative aspect of it. I think that the, the positive part of it will be what, you know, some of the things I was just mentioning. And like you just mentioned, it was actually a lot of fun, all things considered. Yeah. Towards the end of June, we kind of, I think June was a little bit wonky. That was a transition period for yeah. us. And uh, we were still figuring out how you go about things in this new world. Right. And by the beginning of July, after just repeatedly month after month so many things getting canceled i feel like we had this recalibration where we just said let's lower our expectations to zero mm -hmm. like we literally have Nothing. no expectations right. we don't sign up for anything we, we couldn't there was nothing to sign up for we embrace the fact that our calendar is blank well right. but we were thinking maybe we'd go for a road trip and and i have a lot oh, of yeah a, you know, a decent amount of friends and colleagues who did do that and their trips looked amazing. But we we just got to the point where we took everything off the table mm -hmm. and then had said to ourselves, and we did a podcast episode on it, that we were going to do a good old-fashioned summer. Which we just did. find the joy in your backyard, find the vacation in your backyard, start your day with a blank canvas, let it fill in. Right. And we we embraced that hardcore. And I think that was... That was the moment where the summer turned really, really good for us. 
And I think that also kind of fell in line with when I, and I mentioned this, when the pool opened, our community pool here in Trout Valley opened up and it was, they, they did a really nice job with the rules, regulations, following the guidelines of the state of Illinois and uh, for COVID and, and being safe and everything. So, I mean, kudos to anyone who's listening that was on that committee. Kudos to you. It was a wonderful time. I've lived here almost my whole life. And I think that this year was probably like my most fun pool year going. Um, so that coupled with what you were just saying, where we kind of settled into our setting of we're not going to expect anything. We're just going to roll with the punches. And then the pool opened in early July. And then it was like from July into August and leading into September as well. I just thought it was so much fun. And it was weird because we didn't do a whole lot, but we we took what we had and we made the best of it. And again, the, the pool was a godsend. It was just, we lived there basically. And the kids loved it. They got to see a few of their friends and, and we loved it. And it was, that was when I thought the summer really kicked off. Yeah. May and June were transitional periods and well, May we were still kind of technically in quarantine. June was a transitional period. And then by the time July hit, I thought we really started to catch our bearings and yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a blast. Now the pool aside, we also did a lot of other things too. Like we would mm-hmm. just make dinners and eat them outdoors. We would take them to various outdoor locations. We grilled out a lot. The kids played so much more in the yard. We played card games. I mean, the kids had a Brought blast. Back to just, basics. Yeah. I'm just playing card games, riding bikes, going kayaking. Like we just, at, there really wasn't a plan it right. was, oh, the weather seems nice. Let's go do this. Um, you know, we we made homemade ice cream. We tried a lot of new meals. At one point for your birthday, uh, my mom flew crab in. So That's it was right. like, okay, so we, can't go, yeah. we can't go to the East Coast. Let's bring the East Coast here. Right. And that was really cool. And that was I fun. I don't know. We just, we we found the fun in it all. And man, it was, it was great. Well, now, I, I thought as well, just to add on to that, you had said something to me. Uh, well, kind of going along with what you said earlier a few minutes ago, you said we were like thinking we were going to go on a vacation and doing all this. And that's great. The people that did that, that's great. But there was a moment, and I remember you saying this to me back in July, I think it was, and you said, you know, you and I, we've been trying to figure out a way to make a vacation work, whether we take an RV or we go to a you know, remote cabin or something like that. And then you settled on something that made a lot of sense. You said, why don't we just, or, or rather, look around us. We live in kind of a vacation spot. We have a pool accessible to us. We have a riverfront uh, a park accessible to us. We can do kayaking. We can uh, you know, sit outside and have a bonfire going on. We've got a few neighbors that we were starting to kind of open up with that we can get together with them. Again, your mom flew in crab from the East Coast. Like, There's ways that we basically made where we live in our community into a vacation. And I think the important thing there is it wasn't readily obvious to us that we could turn our location into a vacation. So right. no matter where you live, I think that there is the ability to find elements of what would be special going somewhere in your own backyard. Right. I think that um, sometimes just the idea, the sense of adventure of going somewhere makes something as simple as a bike ride feel special, mm-hmm. but you can do a bike ride at home. You just need to reframe it in your mind. Be so, a little creative and see how you can make that work. And it, it, it does work. And that's what we did. And that, that was another factor for us being like, well, we don't need to go anywhere. We can just have a vacation here. And once I think you and I kind of embraced that, because I know that there was a moment where we were kind of like, well, we, we got to do something. You know, I take uh, take care of the kids at home. They're not in school. You're working from home. You can work from anywhere. We should be able to go 
anywhere and do anything for two weeks, three weeks, a month or whatever. But we finally just settled on the fact that it just didn't make sense given the fact that we live in kind of a vacation spot. And that's where we kind of came up with some ideas and some ways on how to make it feel like we're on vacation. And I thought that was, that worked out really well. Um, now at the same time, all of that, that went really well. Um, and I hope that that's something that we find ways to take with us moving forward. Cause mm. we definitely do have a sense of adventure. We like to travel. Um, you know, so we're typically, we've always got like the next or the next two or three locations that we want to go to in mind or planned mm. out. Um, so this was a, a big departure for us, but I do hope that we continue to embrace this as at some point we get back to travel again. Right. Now, having said that there there were, it wasn't all hunky dory necessarily. So what do you feel like maybe didn't work over the summer? Well, I thought that and not even just the summer, but as soon as the, the quarantine uh, stuff hit back in March, which we may have touched on probably in a different episode, but um, I certainly fell out of my workout routine. So my health was not like tanking or anything like that. I mean, I'm not like a you know, completely out of shape and not doing well. No, it was just that I had built my routine in January and February where I was I was starting to really hit a good routine of my my eating habits, drinking habits, working out habits, and I, they were all kind of falling in place and in line, and I felt good about where I was. That all got shot to hell when COVID hit because can't go to the go work out or anything. Um, and well, I couldn't work out there. I could work out here, but I was also kind of I mean, the anxiety level was up. No one knew what was going on. The last thing I was thinking about was, oh, I got to I gotta go do a run, you know, or whatever. So to answer that question, it was definitely the health that I think suffered. And it still continues to a little bit. I'm, now that we're, you know, obviously, what is it, six, seven months in or whatever, we're, we're getting, we're understanding what we can do and how comfortable we are with certain things. And so I know you've gotten back into your routine a little bit with working out and I'm trying to find mine and hopefully our eating and drinking habits are getting a little better. But that definitely was something for me was the just my health kind of faltered a bit. We started the pandemic like routines are going to get us through. That's what we need to have. And then we realized, oh, my gosh, when when you have such a structured routine as what we had every single day right. and you don't go anywhere there like all your entire life is the same. Like every day is Groundhog Day. Groundhog so then we day, went yeah. the complete opposite end of the spectrum over the summer. We were like, no routine, total spontaneity. What and do we it want was to do? awesome. Oh, yeah. But all the routines like like just disappeared. And it, so and yeah. we so we had like the greatest time, but we had a totally laissez faire attitude. Yeah. It was well, like you said, it was just spontaneity kind of ruled the 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 game there. We just whatever we wanted to do, we did it, which also meant that we weren't exactly getting up on time. Like, you know, we'd wake up at six normally and then you might do a workout and I'd get the kids going or whatever. It was kind of because you're able to work from home and you know your schedule when you need to go to meeting or be in meetings or whatever, you you were able to kind of finagle your sleep schedule that way. And then I just kind of follow suit, especially because the kids didn't have anything to do anyways. So I would just kind of sleep in and let them sleep in and some days would be better than others. And yeah, there's just no room for routine if you're just doing that. I mean, you, you, it's just like, okay, a new day. What do we do? Who cares? Let's just figure it out. So now we're finally getting to the space where we've been on both ends of the spectrum and we're finding ways to merge it. So that's kind of where we're getting to with this this idea of transition and the next season and how we're approaching it. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're taking the routines that have been solid for us for years the, the things that we know are tried and true and are the most important 
And then we're taking that element of spontaneity that we had over the summer and we're trying to find ways for them, those two things to live together. And I I feel like we're doing a pretty good job. So the obvious thing to talk about as far as this next season is the school year. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And I know that's a hot topic for everybody. In (laughs) our area, the school year has started off with e-learning and there's going to be an element of e-learning throughout the rest of the year. For our kids, they're going to be doing e-learning at least through the end of the year. So we're going to be talking about the school year through the lens of um, 100% e-learning. So right. um, maybe since you've been the closest to this and you've worked out like how we've approached it with the kids, like how would you say it's going with e-learning and what are some of the things that have been working really well? Well, I would, uh, to answer that bluntly, I would contrast it, compare and contrast it to what we did in the spring in the sense that what we did in the spring was just last minute thrown together. Here's what we need to do. So I don't blame any People were complaining, oh, the e-learning is the bad, this and that. And I'm thinking, but guys, no one knows how to do this right now. This is everyone was just thrown into this back in March and into April. So I don't blame the uh, <clears throat> the district, the teachers, or anything like that for what they did in the spring. Everyone just had to do what they had to do. That being said, it was definitely piecemeal and it was kind of rough at times. And like there was some instruction and some not. So that I understood was what it was. Um, I'm glad to report now that in the fall, at least for our district here, uh, for our kids, it's been a much better experience as far as teaching goes. Now, with that being said, the kids are on, they're looking at a screen for anywhere between six to seven or seven and a half hours a day, just with their teachers and their classmates. Um, One could argue, oh, that's a bad thing that they're just on screens all day. One could also argue, well, they're at least getting instruction from a certified teacher who knows what they're doing. And that's what they started doing back in late August. Um, They have recently gone into uh, or we'll be starting up a hybrid. Um, I think that starts October 19th. We, as you just mentioned, are not going to do that. We're going to keep our kids remote learning, e-learning, um, basically and mostly because I felt like I know that I'm not a teacher and I think I would actually be doing a disservice if our kids went in to be taught a few days and then stayed home and it's asynchronous uh, uh, asynchronous learning. So it means that there's no teacher instruction, which means that's would kind of fall on me to keep them in line and keep them learning. And I... Again, from the spring, I know that I'm kind of a, I'm a bit militant on things and I don't have the patience level to say, come on, honey, why don't you understand why this doesn't, why this works this way? I don't have the patience level to kind of work that through. And I, I would be lying if I said I did. So I think for us that it works better with, with e-learning. Also, um, it's a routine. So like you said earlier, we're trying to get it back into some routines for the better part of five or six weeks now, we've had this routine. It started off like, okay, how are we doing this? And, and you know, I, I figured it out and I got the kids going. I mean, uh, I'll be honest, it looks like a cube farm upstairs in our dining room because it's they've all got these, uh, bi- or what do you call them, like things that are blocking each other off. And then they've got headsets with the microphones. And I looked around and I'm like, boy, you can tell I worked in corporate America because I'm setting our kids up. Like how yeah, I think that's is. actually a funny point is is that we've seen a lot of like just the cutest pictures ever right. of how some some kids workstations are set up. Oh and yeah, colorful. Man, oh, I and... love it. I I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's they look so adorable and so compelling and just I mean. You with your dude like approach, you went just corporate America approach and like just, black, not not even white, not even white. Dividers. I had the choice, but I went with black. You I don't know why. Black dividers. <laughs> <laughs> There's no there. It's actually it's really funny because 
there's no color zero color yeah. it's just black and then and then they're all at the dining room table but the dividers give them their own like basically yeah cube. it's about two and, and a half or since three feet there's high nothing decorative they've actually been taking post-it notes and drawing their own pictures with pencils and their own and motivational quotes and putting them <laughs> up and it's, it's just it, like i want to say it looks sad but it's just so funny it's fun well now and again now they have their headsets i ordered those just again i'm like okay this might be a good thing they've got a headset and a microphone and again what am i channeling i'm channeling corporate America, you know, when I worked in at Motorola and at Medline and everything like that, that's what I would utilize. And so, um, it, it was, it was just in my mind to be like, uh, that's all I know. I'm, and I'm not going to go with, I mean, you know me, I'm, yeah, I'm a dude. I'm not necessarily going to think about, well, is there a, a sun shining over here? And like their names are in nice wording or whatever over here. And there's a colors. Like I was like, no, like these kids need to be divided off so they can concentrate and they need to be able to talk to their teachers and classmates. And they need to be able to listen to them as well. Well, I'm intervening a little bit. So before we came down to do this podcast, I ordered a few things to spruce things up a little bit. Uh Oh, so this, okay. uh, This is live. I've not heard this before. So spruce things up in that room. Yeah. Uh Oh, it just, it needs a little life. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, I don't, it looks like a, it looks like a man cave. It does. It looks like a cube farm. Cave. It looks like a cube farm, although even darker than a cube farm, because most cube walls are like gray or white. These yeah. are straight up black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's been funny. It's cute though, because I'll see where the kids are working, and you know, they they'll like giggle to each other about certain things, or like they'll ask for help on something, and yeah. they're really supposed to be doing it themselves. But I think it's sweet to see the older kids step in to maybe help out where they're stumped on something. So. And from a practical standpoint, like it's working. They understand how to how to utilize the space that they're in. I've I've had to kind of pull the reins in a little bit on you know they're because they get up and they move around sometimes, and I I want them to have that freedom, but sometimes I say. Or would you be allowed to do that in your classroom? Well, and sometimes it's for school. I think the school's doing a really good job of making it as interactive as possible. So sometimes they have to go outside and do a scavenger hunt or sometimes right. they have to go outside and do a walk or right. they're still doing um, PE, obviously remote. Art has been awesome. Like they got these little craft bags and so yeah. they do their art projects. And I'm amazed at like one of our kids was running around with a science project. Yeah. And I couldn't believe like they're holding the science project like, in their hands right. that they had done versus something that they clicked through on the computer. So I think they're doing a great job with that. I think I, so too. I think one thing that I'm happy to see on the heels of the summer of free for all is that the kids are getting a little bit more into um, responsibilities again. Like we've right. been, we're pretty hardcore about chores, but we did let that go over the summer. And so we're getting them back into chores and just the idea of they have to be sitting at their desk, you know, at a certain point in the morning. And um, I think for lunches, they're they're making at least a portion of their lunches, if not yeah. all, depending on the age group, which I just like to see them, you know, take some more responsibility. So I think you're doing a good job with that. Well, thank you. I, I've, I It's kind of a... Uh, I've, I've learned that I have to adapt to certain things. I mean, everyone does this, but you just mentioned lunches. The, at the beginning, I thought, okay, well, let's go back to the routine. The routine was that they would make their lunches in the morning, and I might make the sandwiches while they collect like a bag of chips and a dessert item and a snack or whatever. And then they would put their lunch bags up on the counter, and I would complete it. I would put the sandwiches in there with a cold pack or whatever, and then I would put them in their bags. So I thought, well, that might be kind of nice. And that and we kind of did that for a little while. And then I just realized it was kind of like, well, they're putting their stuff in their lunch bags, but they're not actually going anywhere. So it's like, why, why bother with it? My other thought was they get about 45 minutes for lunch. 
So that's not a whole lot of time. But then I was like, well, they're not going anywhere. They're right here. So that's changed a little bit where, like you said, I mean, they, I'll have them come in around noon or whatever when they're on lunch and they'll either I'll make some sandwiches for them or they might make their own or I'll make some mac and cheese or something like that. And they have plenty of time to, to eat and then play a little bit before they have to get back to, to the teachings. Um, but yeah, it's worked out. It's worked out really well. And I, as you'd mentioned too, I think the district and you know our area here has done a really nice job of combining learning through the screen, which they have to do, but also being more interactive and getting them away from the screen or at least getting them moving while they're paying attention to their teacher on the screen. I think they've done a good job with that. And then you've limited their device time outside of the school stuff. So, right. um, and, and not by a whole lot, but by enough that the idea is when school's over, you've been looking at a screen all day. Take a break. Like, yeah, you're you're off your device for the rest of the day. And one of the things that I've noticed, which I have to admit, like I think it grinds your gears a little bit, but I actually kind of like <laughs> it, is because we've limited their screen time at the end of the day. Yeah. Our son and one of our daughters sometimes, but definitely our son almost every single day, sets an alarm clock to wake up early in the morning so he can get free time (laughs) on his device. Cause we let mornings were like, whatever. Yeah. They they can get up and play and get up and play on your device. And like, first of all, I feel like that's kind of goal setting in a way. Like that's smart. He's smart. I feel like, Hey, it's something he wants to do. He's making the time for it. He's learning how to build that time in. He's committing to it. He's waking up early. I mean, damn, if it's annoying, I hear it every morning and it's, I don't even know what His it is. His alarm clock is horrible. It's really, it's really. I think it's like annoying, him but. shouting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jack, you're shouting at yourself when you're trying to wake up. But it yeah. works. He gets up. And but anyway, it's the, so we've. I, I think we've adjusted well to the to the as as well as possible to the device time. Right. One of the things that I also have just thoroughly enjoyed that has been an example of how we've merged structure with still some of the summertime vibes has been um, periodically a day, a couple days a week. I'll wake one of the kids up early and take them before school on like a little mini adventure, like a bike ride or yeah. So we'll go earlier on. Right. Yeah. So we'll go Mm. kayaking um, or we'll grab the bikes and go down to the coffee shop and like pre-order ahead that the coffee is waiting for you or in their case, hot chocolate and then a, a croissant or a scone and we just eat outside and chit chat for a little bit we get back with plenty of time for them to be ready for school but it gives us like a special moment and it's super special for them because they woke up not anticipating in most cases that they were going to be able to go on like a mini date with mom well and that right there is exactly what has come out nicely of this pandemic for all the bad stuff that it is that it has brought it you would never never be able to do that before you would be getting up at five or even earlier. I remember when you were getting up earlier and you would be, you know, doing your routine, you work out in, you might, you know, do a little prepping before the day and then you'd be in the car driving to work. And and the kids usually would get up well after you were already gone. And that's just how it is or that's how it was and that's probably how it'll be a little bit as we, you know, hopefully come out of this pandemic in the next whoever knows. But um, now you don't have to do that. You know, again, you know your schedule for the day for work. You know when you have to be in meetings and you can plan a little bit around that where you're like, okay, Thursday morning, I don't have a meeting until uh, 8.30 or 9 o'clock. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to take Lily out and we're going to go do what you just said, bike ride down to the coffee shop or whatever and have a coffee, hot chocolate, do a little mom-daughter date time and then come back in time for you to have a meeting. 
or get into your meetings and then for Lily to get into school. There's like absolutely no issue with that. No one's having a problem with it. You, I mean, you guys enjoy it. I, I love that you do that. I mean, I, I mean, I have to get out sometimes and help get the bikes going, but I don't mind that at all. It's part of the part of the process. And you would never be able to do that if you were just going into work every morning. So it's an added bonus of being able to spend time with your family, and in this case, your daughters generally, or sometimes Jack as well. And I think that's great. I think it's something that's come out of this pandemic that has been a positive thing. So enough about the kids. Let's talk about us. Yes, How are let's we? talk about us. <laughs> oh, gosh. How are we transitioning <laughs> into the fall? I mean, we touch on the the healthy routines piece of it. Like, yeah, I probably more so than you have been embracing the bringing back the healthy routines, like yeah. getting the workouts in. I've done it a little bit differently now, though, I will say where before I was up at 5 a.m. doing my workout before I had to go to work, getting ready. Uh, taking the commute to listen to a podcast, I found now that unless my day is 100% packed and I can't fit a workout in during the day, Mm -hmm. it's almost better for me to take the morning to do something that I really love, which is reading. So where Jack sets his alarm clock to wake up to play his device, he and I are usually up in the morning together. I set my alarm clock and I read. And so I'm getting like a good amount of time in to read a really good book. And then I'll do my workout in the middle of the day or at the end of the day where I find I've been staring at a device in one room all day long and Mm -hmm. I need to get outside. I need fresh Fresh air. air. I need to get my body moving. So that's been a, uh, that was actually an important thing that I noticed. Um, So that's one way that I'm adjusting that. But for sure, um, starting to eat better, you know, less of like a, I'll say celebratory atmosphere. But what I mean by that is like, we were just finding excuses to have a happy hour, like every single day. It was easy. Yeah, it was easy, like over the summer. And, you know, it didn't bother anything necessarily. But I think, you know, just getting into the school year, getting a little bit more serious and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, we've, we've just gotten a little bit more structured on the health front and and eating better. So that that's one thing for sure that's been an area of focus. I think also, you know, we're just trying to continue to keep our expectations really, really low. Yeah, don't. don't, Yeah, exactly. We're not trying to build anything up in our minds. I mean, when was the last time we talked about a vacation? I mean, it's just really not feasible right now anyways, but it, (laughs) I would love to determine when we're going to go on vacation again, but I don't have any expectations that that's happening anytime soon at all. So, and it's more work. That's another thing that we keep thinking about too, with the expectations is like, it's a hopeful thing to put something on the calendar. But then when it doesn't work work out, then, well, but then when it doesn't work out, then there's like, you have to cancel things. You have to, maybe if you mention something to kids, you have to like reset their expectations. You have to let yourself down again. So just having no expectations is like no energy needed. And then when you do something, it's the best thing in the world. Like I, I, you know, when you mentioned before, like finding, uh, finding fun in the small things of life, it's like squirrel. That's way more fun than it normally is. The times that the kids are pointing out with like gusto that they've seen a squirrel oh, is like, what? I mean, because <laughs> what's that movie? Is it Up where yeah. the dog goes squirrel? Like, that is the kids. That's right the now. kids. Yeah. I mean, and they, they will go outside and I, I love this. I know you love this too. They, they will go outside and they will find things in nature that, that sometimes it seems over the top like squirrel. We see squirrels all the time, but sometimes they'll find things that, you know, we wouldn't normally see. And I remember we were down or they wouldn't normally find maybe. I remember we were down at our riverfront uh, area down the way here. And uh, it was like a, a community kind of socially distanced picnic type of thing. 
and it was a lot of fun. And I remember Lily came up with one of her friends and she, they had found like a little, I guess it was almost like a, a crab of some sort or something like that. And it looked kind of gross personally, but it was neat. Like they were, they were able to, to get away from like, find this, the, the nice part of yes, the dead thing, unfortunately, but it's still there. It's interesting to them. And I don't, I mean, they may have done that in the normal world, but maybe they wouldn't have, maybe they wouldn't have paid attention to something that like minuscule because there's just no expectations to see anything better. Last night. Well, I, I just loved last night. We, you were out. And so it was me and the kids and we watched Hocus Pocus. Great. Like mm-hmm. October, fall, movie. October movie. Yeah. Um, we had a fire going, we had ordered some pizza and then the kids knew that it was a full moon because I told them, I think it was last night, like, wow, it was so bright after they went to bed. And mm-hmm. so Lily had said, hey, could we go outside and try to find the full moon? So after the movie, we went outside. Everyone bundled up because it was pretty cold out. And I grabbed some glow sticks and everyone had a glow stick on their wrist or on their neck. And we wound up going for a walk down the road mm-hmm. and looking in the sky, trying to find where the moon was. There their sense of adventure to just walk down the road, but because it was at night, it's been heightened past their bedtime. They were, they were giddy. And then layer on top of that, we couldn't quite find the moon. The clouds were like in the way. So I showed them the app. uh, I think it's called night sky. Yeah. Lily was talking about this to me earlier. This app is unreal. So it takes your location. And when you open it up, Wherever you direct your phone shows you which constellations, planets, and satellites are in the sky. And Google so, had an app like that a while back. I can't remember what it was called, but I think you were like literally moving around the sky, right? And it mm-hmm. shows you what's what. Yeah, that's so neat. So we found where the moon was. We found all the other planets. They were obsessed, obsessed. Like you should have heard their voices. I actually recorded them at one point. Like, oh, nice. Because then we came back. We sat out on the front porch and right we we realized that the moon was right in front of us between these trees but we couldn't see it the clouds were in the way and then all of a sudden we started noticing that there was this white patch that opened up basically and so basically the cloud cover was clearing a little bit and so we're sitting there we're watching 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 and all of a sudden the moon poked through and it's a full moon so it's like super 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 bright bright. yeah and they were crazy Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Was it big too? Like it was like one of those big moons? Like, um, not like big, 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 but bigger good, than yeah. I think normal. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, they just went nuts and that was it. After that, I mean, they just happily went to bed. We all had a great night and it was so simple. So to back to your point and what we're talking about here, it was like just finding the fun in the small things. I mean, it got, kind of harkens back to a day before all this technology that we have nowadays. I mean, this, what you just explained to me, could have very easily taken place in the 60s, 70s, 80s, or and before. Or where, the 1800s. Or the 1800s. Yeah, <laughs> Without exactly. the app. Without the app. Yeah, exactly. Take that out of it, even though that's really neat. I mean, you guys sat outside at our home. You looked to the sky. You were looking for the moon. You found the moon. Then you were taking a walk down the road. And yes, take away the app for a second. You weren't utilizing really anything other than your mind's. And the world around you. And that's something that I think is kind of a lost art uh, that, you know, with all the technology, which is, and I'm a tech guy, I love it. And I think technology is wonderful. But there is this sense of, you know, we've lost ourselves in technology so much. So, yeah. and now we're kind of getting it back. When was the last time you looked up at the sky? 
I mean, yeah, I told I don't know. Like I it was kind of cool you. to talk about the different constellations. And then I was thinking, man, we should do this more often and talk about why a constellation is a constellation. And, yeah. you know, um, we should in a clear night spot out which satellites are crossing overhead and absolutely if you can see venus and so yeah i i think we'll probably do more of that but but overall like we're just continuing to embrace this idea of the back to basics i mean it certainly fits my vibe i love like early settler type yeah, of you're, you were born i'm the wrong still time. baking fresh bread i'm still <laughs> i'm canning things like oh, oh yeah. this is just well that's another I point that. though like you 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 don't want to necessarily let go of the traditions that you have done or we've done as a family just because of this so we're finding new ways to enjoy those traditions but also that that's another kind of piece of advice that i would give is research traditions that are based upon the seasons that that's been really mm-hmm. fun too is I've been looking up and paying attention to various things that you could do that would be that would be special. So here's another example. The other night, it was September 29th, and I found out that that was a special day um, related to blackberries, where there's a saint okay. who supposedly had kicked the devil out of heaven and then landed in a blackberry bush. And so the legend has it. The devil landed in the blackberry bush? I'm not sure. It was either the saint or the devil. Someone landed in the blackberry bush. Wow. And so the 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 legend is that that's the last day that you're supposed to pick your blackberries and eat them. And I don't know. It was just kind of cool. And I actually didn't even realize that blackberries were like in season at that point. I thought all berries were done by then. Well, I had no idea either because I don't know why I would, but you came to me the next day and you're like, I need you to go to the store. I need blackberries. I need sugar. I need, and I'm like, what is going on? And you're like, yeah. I'm making a, a jam for a jelly donuts or whatever. And yeah. Like, I made what? a blackberry sauce from? and we put, we dipped don't like beignets in them. And yeah, and it was just, I don't know. I wouldn't have done that otherwise. I, I don't totally understand, to be honest with you, the story. I should research it a little bit more, yeah. but it gave me inspiration to do something that I wouldn't normally have done. There's like Victorian traditions. I mean, with Halloween around the corner, that's one that I, I do want to look up a little bit more because I think there's a lot of cool traditions that you could consider that we haven't done in the past that maybe you'd see if you watched an older movie. Right. Um, but that's another way that I found the fun, especially tied to the seasons. That's good. That's a that is a good piece of advice. I would not have probably normally thought of something like that. And I know with Halloween, I mean, I've, you've always told me that that's not your favorite holiday. There's no real because re- the the scary aspect of it is not really you. But but the idea that you can find traditions that kind of revolve around that uh, that holiday is kind of a nice way to to enjoy the holiday w- without necessarily being to enjoy it because you wouldn't normally. That's not really your favorite holiday. But yeah, that's that is a that is a good. Uh, That's a good piece of advice. Yeah. So I guess on that note, we're going to continue on this trajectory. We're we're probably going to be hunkering down a little bit more as we enter into some of the colder months. And, you know, it's anybody's guess how that's going to go. But keeping our expectations low, we're... Yeah, the virus is still with us, unfortunately. Yeah, we're not not, uh, projecting that, you know normal quote unquote is anytime soon. So we're going to continue on this path and, you know, just keep finding the good in things and and uh, yeah, so so that's the update for now. And uh, excited to continue on with uh, a few other podcast uh, topics that we have in mind. Yep, absolutely. So with that, uh, don't forget, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Facebook. We can be heard on any and all podcast platforms. We actually were just accepted onto Amazon's new streaming platform. So check us out there if, uh, if you'd like. 
And uh, again, like Emily said, we're going to have more episodes hopefully coming up soon. So stay tuned. 